back to We Were Gamers, a podcast, an OG podcast. I'm here with JJ. Hello. There's no Michael. He's off celebrating his lovely spouse's birthday. So I hope they're having fun tonight. And uh, we're here. We're going to do a pod anyway, man. Yeah, look at us. (laughs) Soldiering on without the new heart of the podcast, Michael. No chaperone. Let's get real. (laughs) Yeah, let's get real in to these homes that we own oh yeah is it the home we haven't done yeah michael's not we're technically a home he has some homeowners minutes yeah yeah it, the homeowners minute does not require you to actually own a home no it doesn't i mean it's a it's an in spirit kind of thing uh we could call yeah. it the adulting minute if we wanted really. i don't I like you hate you, that word <laughs> i really don't i don't because right like because it gets co-opted by parents right yeah. or it gets co-opted by um People that really aren't adulting, they're like went down to the laundromat. It's like, yeah, okay, it's not. That's, that's not. Just, let's that's let's talk about stuff. you know my parents' house that has Serve Pro at it because they had a pipe burst today. That's adulting, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That anyway. not trying to, not trying to gatekeep on who gets to be an adult, but like, look, some yeah. of you kids, right? So I mean, get off my lawn. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, Gran Torino style, right? Like, right. Uh, no, I don't know. I actually haven't seen that movie. I, I just know the trailer. He was grouchy. So now I probably put my foot in it and somebody's going to tell me. There's like some racial overtones in that movie. Oh, so. okay. I'm going to back off anyway, that one. Then. It's a good movie though. People should see it. Okay. I don't mean anything racially charged by that. Okay. We're moving on. Um, All right. Responsibility minute. Yeah. <laughs> what What were you responsible for? Hey, I have a, a mango tree. That sounds delicious. Uh, it will be in three to five years. Oh, okay. <laughs> that kind of a tree. It's growing real fast. I need to actually, um, my friend, my Katie's friend, who has become our friend uh, from her work, is a, I would, he's a definitely California renowned, but maybe also a world renowned mango grower. Oh. He has like a couple acres of mango trees. Oh, wow. Serious. Yeah, yeah. So he's like going to teach us how to graft and stuff like that um, so that we can have all sorts of mangoes growing on one tree. Should we start by growing the tree and then worrying about grafting onto you, it later? You're, you are ready for the responsibility minute. You already know the <laughs> undertone of this story. <laughs> I just am bad at growing things, so I know that I can't do it very well. Yeah. So I leave it to other people. Props to your house. We've only tried to grow a few items of food this year, one of which was tomatoes, which came out fine because tomato plants do their thing. Yeah. You just put water on them. But this other thing that has been our baby is a mango tree. And um, while it has grown taller, it has recently become sickly with something called powdery mildew. That sounds bad. Yeah, it required me to, in the hottest months of the year with the longest amount of sun, wait until the sun was gone to pick mm-hmm. leaves and spray it with materials to get rid of this thing to make it a healthy tree again. I don't understand, and I props to your whole household for keeping a garden growing because... Again, don't really look at me here. It's more <laughs> my wife's doing. Um, but, you know, it is... We grew some unbelievably sized squashes uh, this year. So, yeah, I, I, we we grilled squash the other day, and I think each one was about the size of the keyboard. Wow. <laughs> like it was so big. Awesome. Awesome. Well, the tree is back on the mend, but uh, 
you know that's good it was saved that's what's important it, it is salvaged and restaked with it has gotten quite top heavy and we started finally getting some wind up here i don't know uh if the humidity humid humidity has dropped for you as well but it uh, has been super hot most of the time hot, down yes here. but there was we, humidity last week and it's not as bad as it yeah, used to be yeah so yeah. at least doing outdoor work has somewhat improved uh indoor work in the garage however is still nine million degrees jj my garage yep. door fell apart oh no that's a thing you need to Not, get your cars in and out yeah um well come on let's be real uh I, <laughs> no yeah. there are no cars right. in that garage um yeah not the one that we previously talked about in the homeowners minute that blew off in the strong Santa Ana winds. Uh, this was the Z- roll up. I see. Yeah, and it just like decided to stop rolling up. Well, or so, it fell down. E- e- yeah, when we moved in here, it was in perfect condition. When we purchased the home, it was in perfect condition. And between purchasing the home and coming back to the home after the people had moved out, someone had done a number backing into it. Mm. Uh, which I did my best to pound out, however, caused the door to roll with a stuttering gait, let's say. Mm, possibly uh, the track was a little I think the track bad. is okay, but the door is definitely warped in areas and I can't get it straight. Um, which just caused the bolts to loosen without my knowledge because they mm. weren't bolts. They're like machine screws that they just assumed would hold in because if the door was correctly aligned, it wouldn't be a problem. Right. Uh, There's like weird stress going on in places mm, that aren't mm-hmm. meant to have it. Yeah, definitely. So yesterday I was able to put my hand through my garage door. Mm. In That's spaces. not really how it's supposed mm, to work. No, no, it wasn't. So that was Bummer. a fun experiment trying to get the thing back together without buying a new one. Did we succeed in the end or is it just like halfway? It's functioning in a currently closed capacity. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the garage is currently closed. That's what's needed. Success. Yeah. Man. Move. It's just an endless stream of things you need to replace. Speaking of replacing things, oh, that no. leads into my homeowner's minute, uh, which really isn't necessarily about my home, but one of those things you still need to have every day, which is the car that I drive. Well, to and from your home. Yeah. So, and you need it. Uh, I mean, you know, yours is in and, your garage at times. So, like, it is. in full... You would think that would help it, but surprisingly, no, because uh, there was a recall. Oh, well. So I, I had to go take it back because, hey, the manufacturer of the airbags that are in my car. Oh, Takata or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. It went out of business. So they're mm-hmm. like, hey, you need to come get different ones of these. Mm-hmm. It won't take long. Don't worry. Uh, I take it in. They're like, oh, you know, there's a, there are, these aren't mandatory recalls, but they are safety notices and we will do them for you for free because we are required to by law uh-huh. but we are not required to notify you about them oh interesting yes i thought that was very interesting uh some of which involve uh certain bolts in the variable valve timing system and uh something uh i forget where the other thing was it was also in the variable valve timing system but anyway uh and they're like, and if we open this and we see that certain things have happened in there, we then have to, like, disassemble it completely and rebuild it all. Of course, it won't cost you anything, but only if that happens. Do it they, does not always happen. You got a loaner, right? Of course, yeah. Okay. 
that uh i will say this nice thing about bmw is that they definitely every time i've taken the car to the dealership for any kind of thing they are like here's a loaner car what kind would you like so uh they asked me that question again and gave me a like base model three series to drive so i'm able to get to and from work you know you can start to use that for shopping for uh for your next vehicle yeah, I Try them don't want to drive a base model three series. That's what I can tell you. <laughs> I'm not very happy with this one, but for oh. the cost of no dollars, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, I can't wait. complain too much. This one, meaning it's still in your possession. Oh yes, I still have it. Oh, uh, no. I took this car in on Friday. It was supposed to be back to me either late that day or maybe the oh, next day. Oh no! But Andrew, I received a call on Friday that said, "You know, we will call you Monday. There is some stuff that we need to do. We saw some bolts that had sheared off. This is bad. I had to go find all the pieces and blah blah blah. So you know, but we we have the parts in. It'll be no problem. Is this related to your car giving you problems before? And they were kind of like, oh, I don't know. You know, uh, that issue was the same system. So maybe. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Years ago, I had that issue. Uh where it lost power while I was on the freeway. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same system at fault here. Suspect. So, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they called me back. Uh, so they're like, yeah, so we'll need to keep it until Monday, but we'll call you then and everything should be good. Like, okay, great. They call me today. So we did disassemble it, and we found that the thing that only happens sometimes, quote-unquote, uh, happened to you. So we now have to, you know do a rebuild of this this piece so uh and we have to order parts now when we didn't have to before all of a sudden that's very suspect uh and now that's going to be wednesday uh which is a bummer and then of course they always try to upsell you on here's other things wrong with your car that we can very helpfully fix for a million dollars sure or whatever. your brakes are six tenths of the way down don't you want new ones surprisingly they didn't say that and Uh i actually expected them to be like oh your brake pads seem a little worn out uh which i knew was going to be a lie because i had replaced them not long ago Mm -hmm. uh and they're like oh i'm sure your cabin air filter is bad or something dumb let me tell you about Uh, cabin air filters go buy one for ten dollars i know well the problem is changing them is very difficult you might just be in your glove box honestly uh i believe it is behind a very hard to reach place near the firewall oh Interesting. Uh, it, in the engine side. So huh. it's, yeah. BMW. No one ever accuses BMW of building cars that are easy to service. Sure. Uh, anyway, uh, so they're like, you know, okay. I'm like, no, 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 none of this stuff. How about we fix the thing that was free and that you promised to do? <laughs> uh, and they're like, yes, of course, whatever. So now it's Wednesday. Uh, I'm crossing my fingers that <laughs> nothing is going to go wrong in their rebuild of this system inside the engine. Um, so we'll see. They claim, uh, that this was the reason why there was oil leaking from my car, um, which is kind of confusing to me. I'm not exactly sure why oil would have been in that part of the system, but what do I know? Bad gasket, something sheared and and nicked a gasket or something. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I know stuff about cars, but not enough to like tell you which part of the engine is the part that has oil or not or whatever so i I mean i don't know man the cars seem i don't understand this they get more complicated as time goes on i understand that i mean you know there's at least nine computers in my car right exactly um but there's certain seems to be in every car a problem part and i'm very sad that it seems to be that uh in the future i'm going to have oil leaking from our car 
because we've already gone through two oil pans in Ooh, three years. That's bad. No, they're I mean they're under warranty, but like, man. Yeah, but like if in three years you've already had two, as soon yeah. as it's not under warranty, I know. I'm thinking about that extended warranty. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be spicy, man. Yeah. Oh, the replacement minute, man. Yeah, bummer. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you get your car back. Me too. Um, you know, I want it to be good again, hopefully. It's too so. bad that they're so fun to drive, considering how much maintenance sometimes I is know. required of them. That is the biggest bummer, truly. Um, but, you know, we're we're doing okay over here, so that's nice. not... Uh, luckily, nothing, you know, life-changingly bad is happening. So. <laughs> the homeowner's minute seems to always be something that went wrong, and then most of the time got fixed. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what didn't go wrong for me this year? And we covered it last episode, but I just want to see if you had any more thoughts. Comic-Con. I yeah. I listened, as I always do when I edit the episode, and I thought to myself, you know, more than any year in the last five, I enjoyed myself this year, even despite my complaints about how far away we had to stay in the hotels. If we got mm-hmm. a good hotel next year and things go the same way they went this year, I'm, I think I'm aces on Comic-Con for a little bit longer. Yeah, I was very happy with how everything turned out this year. I think, honestly, like, even the the having to commute with the trolley and stuff ended up being not that big a deal. Uh, there was a lot more fun stuff, it felt like, that was doable this year as opposed to other years. I don't know if that's just, like, me feeling like that because I got access to some stuff that I normally don't, or if it just was the, like, it actually was the case. Um, but I firmly believe it was the case. To the feeling. Yeah. Does that go away? You think next year, if all the big stuff comes back, if there's a Marvel panel, if there's HBO panels, that kind of stuff, yeah, you know, game of Thrones will be back next year. Um, I was surprised. Well, I didn't a- see a Westworld thing this year. Considering will game of Thrones have aired already. Well, they've got two more seasons left in them, right? They're oh, shooting right. it all I at forget- once. I forget. They're splitting that thing into like two half seasons. Or right. Yes. Yeah, that'll be two two eight episodes or something like that right yeah okay you're right and then that will definitely mean they will be there there is a possibility there will be not just this well we could do this we could talk about star trek for a second there was a possibility there will be a lot more star trek there next year yeah there's a bunch of stuff in development right like shows that are supposedly happening two movies and possibly three total shows i guess discovery is going pretty well we need to watch that Especially considering apparently Spock is going to be in it. Yeah, I saw that announcement and I was like, well, I guess this means I'm going to have to watch it sooner or later now. I saw some renderings of the Enterprise from the trailer and they did a little bit of work on it to make it look new, right? Like Mm -hmm. to make it fall into line. Right. Um, But it definitely looks like the the Prime Universe Enterprise. Like you look at it and you're like, that's definitely not a J.J. Abrams Enterprise. They didn't. They didn't monkey with it too much. They just made it look... It's like they took the uh, NX-01 and the uh, and the other couple ships, more recent ships, and they, like, you know, updated it. They they washed the new brush over it to make it look new. Yeah, it got, you know, it got really panels. really changing the structure or whatever. It's got, it got panels. It, it's more metal than, than just gray. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. It doesn't look like a bunch of tubes with right, toothpicks right, or whatever. Right, right. Like exactly. Detailed stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, we'll, we will get around to watching that sooner. 
than later probably i hope so um yeah so i think that i mean i went left comic-con last year and was a little bit bummed about it and then went into blizzcon still with the bad taste of conventions in my mouth from that and i think it affected my blizzcon and this mm. year i am looking forward to trying comic-con again one more year and giving it that chance of and then also much more excited about blizzcon yeah i am looking forward to blizzcon again this year we will see um what they have to show it feels like this might be a year where something new pops up but i guess we said that last year too so who knows um but yeah, I, I like I said, you know, Comic Con worked out real great this year, yeah. despite the all the bad signs going in. Um, so yeah, like I said, it was a it was a great time in the end, and yeah, I hope BlizzCon is too. It usually has been. Well, I guess we could just. Uh, did you watch? Since we're talking about BlizzCon, did you watch the Overwatch finals? Uh, I saw like some clips and stuff. I did not actually spend much time watching it. Uh, I saw some of the memes uh, from the uh, poorly received DJ Khaled performance. Oh, poor guy. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, maybe a mismatch in the audience there or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, they've done exactly that a few what. times. Um, thinking back to, well, Blink should have not been a mismatch, but it was definitely because of their attitude a mismatch. Yeah, I think that that was more the band not being happy about being there yeah. rather than the audience not liking the band. Yeah. Oh, well. I enjoyed that show for what it was worth. It was okay. They played songs. That was what I wanted. <laughs> Fair enough. The I can't say it was the best concert I've been to. I definitely have fallen off of watching Overwatch games a little bit. Um, at the beginning of the season, I actually flipped a coin kind of between um, the LA Gladiators and the London Spitfire by letting whoever won the first series against each other decide and London won. So I was kind of happy about that since I ended up rooting for them all season but yeah. they didn't do great much of the year and so i had kind of fallen off of watching games but then i watched the finals obviously mm -hmm. uh because they also were in on the it's coming home memes yep um and it did yeah that was fun and the games were pretty good despite the kind of one-sided ending yeah uh, you know i i just find that sh that game as an esport to be tough to watch i, I think I still agree if with you, all the you, original points we've made. They didn't improve any of it for the finals. Yeah. If you are not deep in Overwatch, it makes it tough. Uh, I did uh, log into Overwatch briefly to claim some free loot boxes uh, of the new hero, the hamster. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wrecking ball. Uh, yeah, and I played him in practice for about five minutes and was like, this is cool for someone who's good at this game, but not <laughs> me. <laughs> it's kind this of interesting that they're making advanced heroes kind of a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The like swinging around from a tether point thing is like very cool, but also like not something I think I will be able to get my mind around in any short period of time I'm or just even any long period of time. Absolutely certain that there will be a super monkey ball version of the game in the custom games at some point. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's super what I'm monkey ball. For. Super monkey ball is great. Super and monkey ball impossible. is yeah, You are right. You are right. It's hard. That game is hard, which makes if people want to see something that's really great, you need to go watch speed runs of Super Monkey Ball from AG or SGDQ, where they jump Holy off the sides. 
they just like have precision jumps where they just like and you roll off the edge at this speed in this area and then you like bam right in the goal mm-hmm. you just like fall past a hundred mile level and land right at the exit yeah you're like I, yeah he's it, one pixel from falling off the side the whole time because that's the fastest place to be something yep. like that Ugh. yeah super Disgusting. impressive yeah so go check those out if you want to see people going fast yeah for real it's like sonic but better Yes. Although I heard that new Sonic Mania game is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably a game that if you liked old Sonic, this is a good Sonic game. Cool. Cool. I did try a new game. Well, it's not a new game. I don't know. It's kind of new. Uh, I assume you know what I'm talking about. I have a good guess. <laughs> I think that this is not going to be the only time we talk about this because, uh, JJ, you just sent us magic codes. Yeah, uh, the Magic the Gathering Arena yeah. closed beta proceeds. So we should uh, we should preface this a little bit because we missed telling one story about Comic Con, and that was mm. that I ended up with many starter packs of Magic cards. <laughs> yeah, we had the intention of shuffling them together and playing a silly game, and then that never happened. No, which is maybe my one regret. I. It was hard. It was really yeah. hard because when you're at the con, you're not going to stop to play Magic. And there's no space. There's, yeah. Well, I'm not going to stop to play Magic uh, yeah. during live convention hours. And so then it was kind of down to, well, meeting up after and then meeting up after with the whole trolley and then going out to dinners. And that just, it was never meant to be. But we did yeah. talk to them quite a bit about Arena because I was curious about it since you'd been talking about it on the pod a little bit. And um, it got me intrigued, and then they magically sent you codes to let us into it. Yeah, they had been promising to send everyone who was currently in the code, the closed beta, a grip of codes, like five or something, to everyone so that you could invite your friends to play, and they were going to do a big server stress test thing, uh, which happened, and the servers were completely annihilated, um, as is expected. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I didn't use all my codes at that point, so I still had some uh, for you guys. And have you gotten through and done the new player experience stuff and are just playing some Magic? So there was a few intro games there, which were nice for telling me how to do the things I remembered to do in Magic. You got to tap and you got to Yeah, yeah, but like also... Which one's the power. Yeah, how the game automatically does some of the stuff. If you just throw a card out, you know, it'll, it'll tap for you, but you have to kind of make sure you tap if you want to play cards in specific orders as a person who has played magic you should know uh the auto tapping is not good i've many times discovered this if you have a land that can do more than one thing besides just making mana uh the game will be like oh well what if you want to do that other thing i should save this one when it sometimes is extremely non-optimal to do that so yeah be aware of that stuff um, I think your quote when you told us, when you gave us the codes is definitely a quote I would use having played it. Um, it's a beta, it's a beta beta. It's like a real beta. It's not yeah. a, it's not a blizzard beta. It's not a full game right. that's ready to go and just needs tuning. Like, yeah, there are definitely blizzard has a notorious habit of releasing betas that are as good or better than full products. This is not that. It, it is a, you can see a full product there, Yeah, but it is missing crucial, important features as far as I'm concerned. Oh, and there are definite things that are confusing as well. I'm very curious next week to talk. I mean, you and I are going to probably gab about magic here 
like actual magic for a minute. Yeah. I'm very curious to see how Michael did because there are things in there that even I got tripped up by, which was like when I went to block with creatures and then their creature still pointed arrows at other creatures of mine that were not blocking. Yep. Or it's not great. Yeah. Or the auto tapping then preventing you from playing other cards because you mm-hmm. could, you did the game doesn't tell you you can tap lands on your own. Yeah. Um, it also doesn't expose to you that there's like a key you can hit to enter like total control, disable all automatic stuff mm, as well. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of UI stuff that is just not great. Uh, the collection manager. Yeah. The collection manager is hot trash. Actually. Ooh. It is bad. Yeah. And the sets. So this is, this is probably where we're going to get into magic magic, but the sets make Let's no go. sense. It's yeah. Magic 19 is just launched or right, is launching is the new, in the real world. The new core set Magic 2019. Right. Yeah. So that should be the base, right? That is the newest set that is out. And they just threw in a bunch of other sets that they don't tell you anything about. And you have a bunch of those cards randomly from those sets in your collection. So those sets are in there in release order. Um, from when they were released, there was, they were not released into the game at the same time. They didn't start with the earliest one, but the earliest one in there is Kaladesh or Kaladash. So old. Right. Uh, and then Aether Revolt, also old. Then Ixalan, uh, which is the start of a new block there. Uh, and then Rivals of Ixalan. Oh, wait, no, I skipped one. Sorry. Uh, before Ixalan is, uh, Amon Ket. It's the one with a little pyramid. Then there's Hour of Destruction or something like that, H.O. something. Uh, then Ixalan, then Rivals of Ixalan, then Dominaria, and then Magic 2019. So they don't tell new players. They, obviously, there's an account wipe, so it doesn't really matter what's going on. Um, right. But they don't tell new players, don't buy cards. You know, like when the, when the account wipes stop, don't buy cards from the old sets. But they want you to buy cards for the old sets. I know, but so. there's no way for an old, an, another player to know like what's rotating and all that stuff that's not in there. Yeah, and the game currently, uh, you know, they talk about, oh, we have plans to support more formats. Which, by the way, the game already has too many formats, Oh, yeah, I and think. it's completely confusing because, like, well, I go to the play tab and I'm like, what are all these formats? I have no idea that I should be just be clicking free play because all the o- other formats cost gems. Gems or gold. Or gold? Uh, uh, there are some that are gem only, but a lot of them you can enter with both. Right. And, oh, by the way, you should probably pay for the the gold format ones because then you get cards. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I can break some of these down for you because they're kind of like two classes of them, right? Right. There are, there's the, uh, the free play style, which is just their like, hey, regular ladder with a rank and whatever constructed decks. Uh, and then there's competitive uh, constructed and competitive versions of all these things. Competitive basically just means it's best of three. Oh, right. Okay. W- which is a big deal because a lot of Magic players hate the fact that you can take a deck that's cheesy and wins with like yeah. a condition that you can't know about. Tons of OTKs, there's a lot of right? ways, A lot of ways to do that in Magic. Just out of nowhere, just lose the game to a combo or something you didn't see coming. Um and then in a best of three, you can go, okay, this is what their deck actually does. Sideboard in a bunch of cards that, because Magic has sideboards, like, you know, uh, sideboard in a bunch of cards that, like, stop that kind of stuff uh, and then basically hose them the next two games. 
and without that in the free play ladder, it kind of leads to certain kinds of decks being popular versus other ones that maybe really should be strong. Um, so people were very happy when they added competitive versions a lot of a lot of the things. So like there's draft, there's like quick draft, which is like, hey, I'm going to draft some cards, you know, in magic style where you open a booster and pick a card and it goes on. Um, but then there's competitive draft where it's like not only do you draft, but the draft games are now best of three with your sideboards. Right. So people are happy about that, but then it dilutes the pool quite a bit where you're now like okay, well, I want to play just regular free play. How many people are in this are in this ladder versus how many are in the competitive play right. versus how many are in the regular quick draft versus in the competitive quick draft and yada, yada, yada. So I don't know. Um, and then they just recently inter- they've introduced some event-type things. There's one go on, going on currently called Brewer's Delight, oh, okay. which uh, has a very low entry fee in gold only, no gems, so no paid currency. Uh, and you win... It's like three wins or two losses, whichever comes first, and your prizes are a set of cards. So, like, specific cards. There's a list on their website. Not in the client, though, so you would never know unless you were looking on the website. Uh Again, more problems. Right. Uh, That are supposed to be fun for, like, making silly decks. There's, like, a bunch of cat cards for cat tribal decks, and there's some other ones for certain other kinds of uh, fun brewing decks, I guess. Um, which is all well and good, but again, you would have no idea what that is if you just look at the client and see Brewer's Delight, what is this? Or how to build them, right? Like, if you're a new yeah. player, you're going to get all these cards and then do what with them? Well, like, if you could even win a game, because there's no limits on what kind of deck you play in there, so everyone is just playing the regular meta decks. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it has issues for sure. And the collection manager, the lack of a friends list, and they're like, Weird mode stuff are, I think, the three biggest ones. Definitely. Uh, another one I've noticed is that the ladder is, or the free play ladder anyway, is just like games based. It's experience. You know, I was beginner, now I'm bronze. Yeah. It's just kind of like, like slowly however many games you play. Uh, it does go down when you lose at at a certain point because I used to be higher than I am. Oh, okay. Good to know. Uh, I, sw- I switched to a different deck and it has not been doing great. Oh. So, um, eh, I don't know. It's fun though. So the thing I did, uh, I, I played a lot. So I, I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining, but initial impressions of, of a client having come from Gwent and from Hearthstone with, with pretty tuned clients, right? The clients are, are very good despite the fact that Gwent is, I think, technically still in beta. Yep. And, uh, uh, and Gwent's collection manager also has issues. Yeah, it does, but it's better. It's definitely better than this one. Yeah. Um, now they don't have as many cards and they don't have the like four of everything and, you know. Um, yeah. That's just the initial impressions and, and they need improvement. But I did play quite a bit because turns out I enjoyed magic back in the day and I still enjoy magic. <laughs> yeah, I think that has been the most... The, the most reason that I have kept playing. And, you know, they they do the daily quest thing just like Hearthstone yeah. does. And they're pretty generous um, with it, actually. I want to talk yeah. about that after we're done with this because I read some articles that were not qu- kind to the currency and reward system, and I want to refute those things. So they've definitely been doing some work on the way the rewards work and how you earn the wild cards, which are the... Um, the the things you get to trade in for any card you want. They don't have a dusting system like Hearthstone does. 
uh, and that stuff has been changing. The cost to enter events seems to be set pretty much, but then some of these new events come along and the costs are different, so it's hard to know. Um, it is uh, the, the thing I will say about the economy, quote unquote, uh, is that you know people have been saying that like really this wild card stuff is a cool idea, but really in practice, the dust system of Hearthstone is just better. Um, I don't have a response to that. So I don't know why it's better though, because this doesn't create it, the economy of cards is different. Yeah, there are hugely less cards in Hearthstone. It, totally, there are massive amounts of cards in Magic. The, yeah, the thing that people want to do, and I'm kind of glad they can't. And this is from a beginner's perspective is they want to dust everything else they own and make one deck. The game kind of requires you to do that anyway, though, if you want to win a lot, because there's really no other way to use your wild cards effectively until you start getting a lot more cards or winning a lot more. Right. So, you know, kind of early on, you are forced to just make one deck and you have no way to do it. And the, and then, you know, after you play a little while longer, you start to see the thing that is weird, and I actually, like, don't know why they haven't figured out some kind of conversion or whatever, but, like, uh, you your rare wild cards, the yellow ones, are the most precious resource in the game. Not the mythic ones, which technically should be harder to get and more rare. It's harder to get them, but you don't need as many of them as you do the rare ones. The rare ones you use all the time. The uncommon ones, you will have stacks, and the common ones may as well be paper. They're free. You have tons and tons and tons. And then there's nothing to do with those. It's like you can craft all of the four copies you need of every good common and uncommon in every set, no problem, uh, without paying a single penny <laughs> after a while. Uh, and then you're going to be like, well, what do I do with all these common and uncommon wild cards? I guess I'm just going to build weird decks or something i don't know mm -hmm. or maybe uh, they should let you color them up yeah so that's definitely what people have been asking for um you know even if you don't do it in the way that like is generous to the player or whatever if it's like you know 20 to 1 10 to 1 something right uh you know there needs to be a way to go up because like, there are screenshots of people out there with like 50 uncommon and 300 common wild cards and zero mythics and zero rares I see the issue there. And if they could color them up, that would help a lot. But I think that people are shortchanging the fact that you get a set amount of these and you can get them out of packs. So, like, I didn't realize that that every pack that I opened, I was getting a counter towards getting more cards yeah. without so having to counter, get rid of my oh. extra cards, right? Like, I don't have to dust them. Right. So that counter is actually new in this most recent ah, patch. See? It used to work that way. Oh, okay. Um, but there was never exposed and it was kind of like a, like a magical pity counter mm -hmm. behind the scenes that you couldn't see. And then in the rare wild card or whatever would just appear in your pack, which is fine. I mean, getting a rare wild card in a, in a pack is better than getting a specific rare, right? Right. Sure. Cause, cause it's anything instead of nothing. But the difference is now you get them in addition to the one that might be right, in the pack. Exactly. So this is like getting dust in your pack plus every 10 packs that you get, you get more dust, right? Yeah, I don't. I, and it seems like a good system. It is better, so they have improved it from where they started. Uh, I, I think just in the end, 
people really want to be able to have full control, right, in a digital game. If I go, hey, I don't want these, like, you know, people in Magic, like, talk about selling their bad cards, right? Because it's a thing that people do in Magic, right? You take your collection of uncommons or whatever that no one wants and sell them to people at your local game store or whatever Mm -hmm. for, you know, 10 cents a card or 50 cents for the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, but that's, like, something that people do, right? Here, there's no way to do that. And so you're just left with four copies of every awful, unplayable card in every set. Well, it's interesting because like we came only good for drafting, right? Yeah. And it's good. It's just, it's interesting. Cause we came from Hearthstone more. Well, we came from magic and warlord and all those other things. Right. But digital card right. game wise, we didn't experiment with magic, the gathering online at all. So magic is creating a modern card game. These are the way that, you know, these systems work now, even in uh, not just card games, but gotcha games and all the kind of, ideas behind free-to-play games and they're now having to fight 30 years of magic yeah per, you know like these guys have been it, playing paper magic and then and they're like magic not online doing when they could trade right and, and like i think the complaint is that they're not doing it all the way in either direction right they're not they're not doing the thing where you have a complete you know quote paper set online that you can trade with other people or whatever mm-hmm. so you can't do that you also can't like turn your digital cards into digital dust and make whatever other kinds of digital cards you want. So they're like sitting somewhere in the middle and kind of no one is happy. Hmm. Um, Maybe that's the best way to be. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> you know, um, it, it's really hard to say. And I will say something that they do that I really like. Uh, and as you play and complete quests and stuff, they give you more decks. Yeah. And that, did that add cards to my collection? It's supposed to. Yeah, okay, because I, I thought it did, and I definitely just got a red-green deck, and I was like, oh, I think I just got a, a whole deck of 60 cards just for playing five games. Yep. That's uh, cool. And, you know, those those decks are usually, you know, the pre-constructed decks are not generally tuned very well and whatever, but, you know, that's 60 cards you probably didn't have all of anyway. You may have had some. I know there are m- many, 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 many more cards to obtain. But right. I don't think people realize, like, I got in doing almost no work over two days this weekend when I played a ton. I got five or six packs of cards. Can you imagine how much grinding that would take with Hearthstone? Yeah, the game actually, in terms of their, if you play a lot and win a lot, you can get the, the like, daily rewards or whatever that are allowed. There's a decent amount of packs in there. I think you can get up to three packs a day plus extra gold. Um plus however much gold your daily quest is worth. Um, you know, you can definitely get mm, like several packs worth of gold in a day if you really play it a lot. I think it's up to 15 wins the individual extra rewards right. go out. It was definitely so, it was definitely felt nicer to a casual in terms of rewarding me. Yeah, and it's, you know, the you know, eventually that third set of quests with the little magic symbol underneath it will run out. You'll get all the dual color decks or whatever. And then that will be the end of that. But I mean, while you're getting there as a new player, they give you a bunch of cards and that's good. Like, and it helps to let you see like, okay, you know, you start off with all these monocolor decks, right? Oh, just red, just blue, just white, just green, just black. And this is where I'm curious to hear from Michael because he's never played magic before and he's going to step in and and play. Oh, okay. So there's these different colors and I play those decks and I don't think he's going to know until he plays that battle against the dragon that you can like 
mixed decks. Yeah. And there, you know, and a, a very large portion of magic is like figuring out what stuff works together, how you can blend stuff and do different things. Use red spells to beef up very um, sticky green creatures. Uh, but, you know, that's the kind of a thing that uh, if you have not played magic before, you don't like you and I, I think, Andrew, instinctively think of these kinds of things because we played a bunch when we were kids. And this is how the game kind of works. Green is about big creatures and buffing them up all the time. And red is about dealing damage. And black is about sacrificing stuff and getting cool effects. And white is about healing and that kind of stuff. But we know that because we played a bunch of magic, not because, like, something about the color green tells you. Oh, and not even the tutorial, really. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And then you start playing these dual color decks. You're like, oh, I can do this thing and then use this thing at the same time. This guy has haste. This other thing buffs that guy up. And then I have this huge haste guy that comes out of nowhere and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So it's a it's a good system and a smart system for people that haven't played Magic before. The problem is maybe they're like, you know, signing and introduction and the collection manager aspect of how this stuff works is maybe a little opaque. I just forgot how much I like the mechanics of a magic game. And yeah, it, it feels good to play. Once you kind of like lean into more of it being a tabletop simulator, because I was pretty annoyed initially at like every step how of the way. Everything the takes. games take a long time because every step, if I have a card, I could play the game waits at every single different little step for me to decide if I want to play it or not. I can't tell it. I don't want to play this card this turn at all. I don't care what he does. Yeah. It it tries to give you the ability to take the priority to do whatever weird interrupt action you have. Uh, or interrupt isn't the word anymore. What is it? Instant or whatever. Right. Anyway. Yeah. But like, yeah. I wish I could say, no, I'm not playing this this turn ever. Right. And, and, you know, there's a little button that says end turn toggle that you can flip. But even then it still asks you, oh, do you want to declare block or something? No, no. Just kill me. It's fine. Um. You know, and that gets especially painful if you're playing against a person who's doing a combo deck and then you get prompted to do something in between every step of every single one of their combos. Right. Um, or if you're trying to play a combo deck yourself, it gets very maddening. If you're, I need to execute 600 actions this turn. Okay, please let me just click on all these buttons. Let's go. Come on. Um, but, you know, the, it is a... The game is a lot more interactive and there's a lot more interaction in a game of magic than there is in hearthstone and getting back to that is kind of is pretty fun i, I think. definitely even in the games that i was losing hard against the deck because i was playing against beginner decks also right uh, people that had the same basic allotment of cards as me but i had gone through the the collection manager already and tweaked my decks i felt it felt good right it felt like Oh, you know, I've got a little experience on these people. You know, one or two of them got got my goat with a combo I didn't know about or or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, the games are slow. And they don't rely on, like, oh, well, I didn't draw my one, my two, my three, my four, and my five, and my six, and my seven, and my eight in the right order. Yeah. There is definitely an aspect, though, you know, of, like, oh, I just drew, like, four lands in a row. I think I just lost this game Right, now. sure. I mean, that happens, right? Um, I didn't draw any land but, for yeah. three turns. Okay. Yep, game over. 
Um, and that sucks, but you know, then there are also ways where it's like, well, I'm now going to do this combo and put my whole deck into my hand and then let's just do this other thing, Mm -hmm. um, where I play 800 cards and actions this turn and deal 70,000 damage to you. Yeah. So, you know, I enjoy it for what it is and what it is, is simulating a, a weird, crazy game of magic online without having the weight i think of the magic online community on it yeah it it definitely has it it is a uh it is a better looking system an easier playing system for people that are kind of new uh just for people who want to play like a game of magic i think it will be a lot more fun once they introduce the ability to play against friends and stuff oh my goodness yes when i can then like go okay andrew i built a stupid knight's deck let's play like knights only or like dumb like here's a deck i made up yesterday magic that that is the magic that i want to play that is the magic that makes me when i got those starter decks at comic-con think that like maybe maybe just maybe i could find one day a month to go to a comic or to a local game store and play magic and i'm like i'm never gonna do that but like if i could text once a month to jj like hey man let's jump on and play like an hour's worth of magic yeah there's no like what's the meta what's this what's that because who cares i'm gonna play this dumb white you know token deck yeah that's what i want to play and in magic a lot of the time unlike hearthstone sometimes that that little token sapperling deck can just steamroll yep it, you know if you if you get your combo going or whatever the engine of that deck is sometimes it could just run away especially because like the meta decks are 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 tuned to such a degree that they expect to win against certain other types of decks and play against certain other types of decks. And sometimes the weird thing you just built on the side does not fit into that archetype at all. There's so much more to build because there are so many more cards in magic than Hearthstone. Yeah. And it is a massive, massive amount of cards. And it's like, it's so massive that you just can't even attempt to learn what all of them do. Don't even try. Yeah. This is why the collection manager needs improvement. Cause I would love to sit there and sift through green cards for an hour. I would love that. Yeah. Th- but the way the system works now, it's like, click three more cards, click three more cards. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah. And like, you could even get to a point where you're like, okay, I know green had this tribe in this set. I want to see that. You can't sort by set. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. And like, I can't sort by set. That's like one of the most basic things that there is about a card. What set is it from? Yeah. So, you know, it, they're, they know, I'm sure. Um, Hopefully they get there. <laughs> well, I've mostly been playing that, but um, I assume you haven't. I assume you've kind of like gotten past the hump that I was on where it was like, oh my God, I'm playing magic again and that you're trying something else. Yeah. Uh, I jumped into a little bit of a game that is currently early access, but it's leaving pretty soon called Dead Cells. Oh. Um, it is a Metroidvania kind of game, but also a roguelike. Metroidvania. Um, so... You get one run, but as a Metroidvania. Yeah, there's a branching paths and stuff, but then, you know, you unlock certain kinds of upgrades and stuff that then let you traverse to other branches, perhaps, on the next run. Uh, So there's some permanence in terms of what happens. Um, You know, you can unlock new kinds of weapons and stuff to be available for the runs. Cool. Um, All the different swords. Uh, It's kind of like a dungeon-y crawling aspect Mm -hmm. uh you collect cells uh these little orbs and then you turn them in at the end to do stuff 
uh, unlock weapons or, you know, increase the amount of times you can use your health flask, whatever. Kind of a Dark Soulsian uh, health system in that you have an HP bar, but you have a little flask you can drink from a certain number of times. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and then when it's gone, it's gone. Uh-huh. Uh, you could refill it between levels, but, you know, you got to get there first. Mm-hmm. Um it's been really fun. All the weapons are really cool. There's a whole bunch of real weird stuff in there that has been pretty fun. Cool. Um, I have been liking the uh, assassin daggers that just attack really fast and do critical hits from behind. But there's like bows and shields and whips, all kinds of weird whips. There's an electric whip. There's a fire whip. There's grenades that you could toss, like giant bear traps you throw on the ground that enemies walk into them and get stuck. Ooh. And yeah, it, uh, little like traps that shoot arrows and stuff at people that are nearby. Uh-huh. It, it is a really fun game and it controls really well and moves quick. Um, you know, so you don't feel like you're stuck in any one place for too long. Cool. Um, yeah, it's an awesome game. I think it's coming out of early access later this week. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe early next week. Um, so buy it quick before the price goes up, I guess. <laughs> Uh, there are probably only a couple days left uh, by the time this goes up. Uh, but that has been a really fun game. Um, but I'm kind of just like, you know, messing around with it because what I'm really waiting to do is play Yakuza 0, Ooh. which comes out here in the beginning of August. Nice. Uh, yeah, the first one of the Yakuza games to come out on the PC. Uh, the preview coverage has been looking good. Uh, it sounded like they did a good job porting it, which people were excited about. So it has decent PC options and runs well and all that sort of stuff. So I'm excited to go back to 80s Japan and punch some drunkards in the face and <laughs> go play Mahjong and then get money somehow. I don't know. I'm curious to hear what you think of that series because I hear about the Yakuza games all the time. And um, I want to hear from somebody that I know whether I should invest time or not. It seems extremely japanese to the point where, like, you know, the Japanese opinions about women are all up in there. Uh-oh. There's a lot. Of, yeah, dude, it's there's that um, kind of, you know, there's you. One of the characters literally runs a hostess club. Oh, um, so, you know, that's in there. Um, but a lot of it is relegated to like side activities. So it's just like, hey, if you don't want to do this thing, there's a real estate minigame where you like become a real estate tycoon and okay, buy up half the town. And- I have to admit to something here. Uh, Fable Two, I think, was the one where you could buy and sell property. Hmm. Maybe, and like you could yeah. charge rent and stuff. I don't know that this has that, um, but it definitely has the case of where you like buy buildings and they, you know, you earn money over time by owning X number of buildings or whatever. Okay, because I definitely um get stuck on those and try to buy out the entire property in the game. Well, you definitely can. You like, definitely can do that. Uh, and my understanding is that there's like evil real estate crime bosses that you can like. When you buy enough of their land, they get mad at you and like come try to beat you up. And then you got you got to beat them up. <laughs> that um, interests me. That's there. There's very silly stuff as well. Um, my understanding is there's a lot of the like fighting actions in the game are uh-huh. like if you happen to be carrying an orange with you in your inventory you can like slam it in a dude's mouth and then like make him spew orange juice and very silly ways <laughs> to fight hit hit people with traffic cones and uh-huh. all kinds of dumb stuff so uh, i'm looking forward to playing it we'll see uh this is the yakuza zero is a relatively recent game it's not like 
the newest one, um, but it is the earliest in the timeline. So I guess that makes it a good place to start. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would. Cool. I don't know. Well, if uh, people have played the Yaksa games, where should they send advice, opinions, so that you can be fully prepared when that comes out? Yeah, you can send those to podcast at wewerogamers.com. I will absolutely be interested in hearing about that, so please uh, send that stuff in. You can also hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at wewerogamers. We are on all those places, and would love to hear from you and hear your opinions. Uh, Follow us on podcast softwares like Apple or Google and Stitcher and wherever else you get your fine podcasts like this one. Uh, we would love to hear from you folks uh, in whatever way you want to communicate with us. So, <laughs> Astral plane. Yeah, hey, please. Right if you on. know how to contact me on the astral plane, please, please do that. Speaking of which, uh, I already have two of the same planeswalker. Oh, yeah? Which one? Uh, it's a blue one. Not Jace. Not Jace. Teferi? Ooh, it's not... It's a dude. Okay. Is he an African-American man? I... No, I don't think so. Okay. Then not to fairy. Okay. Uh, let's see. Not Jace. Uh, mm. You know, I don't know the blue planeswalkers. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I it's don't. Not a Murloc, dude. I don't know. Oh, there's a Murloc? Or no, like Merfolk or whatever. Maybe they don't have a planeswalker. I don't know. It's one he makes like a, he makes some sort of helicopter thing. Makes a helicopter thing. Yeah. If you do oh, the. Oh, um. Okay, is it like uh, like it's like blue black or something, right? I don't know if it's a blue black card. Does he have like mechanical looking hands? Maybe I don't know. Now this is our outro. Magic is hard. Magic <laughs> is hard. Anyway, what? Okay, as the outro, planeswalker cards are they worth playing at all? Yes, absolutely. They're extremely powerful. So I should just like build a deck around these guys. I can only uh, play it, one at a time, but I can have two in the deck or what? No, you can have four copies in a deck. You can have as many Planeswalkers out as you can play, but only, I think, you can't play multiple of the same one. Right. They just count as a legendary, right? Right. So if you have the same named card, you can't replace it. Or you can replace it, but you can't, like, have two of the same what named card. What is the card. benefit of replacing a card that's already on the board? I guess I you could get rid of an enchantment on it, but... Yeah, or, like, start the effect over or something. Oh, good point. Yeah, if it has a different drop effect. Right, or like your Planeswalker loyalty counters would reset. Uh, oh, that's right, that whole system of like... So if you used the like minus ability on it, and then you didn't... You could just and then, yeah. drop it down, and then you get five more. Yep, tokens. and essentially the way the Planeswalkers work is uh, if you get the big minus ability off, you basically win the game for most of them. Really? Generally, they're powerful enough that if you play it and it resolves, you win. What are helicopters or, called in that game? Thopter? Yeah. That's a that's a helicopter thing. I think they're called Thopters or something. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, uh, okay. So I got to redesign. I got to start playing blue decks. I mean, you don't have to, but <laughs> it's definitely possible to play without them. Um, but they are usually quite good at the level you're at. Is it only planeswalkers? Uh, I mean, most decks probably have one or two in there. Um, but it's not like it's required. 